Welcome back again to Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. We're glad you are with us. We hope that you are having a wonderful day wherever that may be from, wherever you may be from, whether you're sheltered in place, working out of your home, as a lot of us are, or you are in an office space. We're glad you're spending some of your time with us or in your car, of course. We are talking with Mike Klein. Mike is the CEO of Genomenon, a phenomenal company. Genomenon means born out of need, ancient Greek word. I knew that before we started the program. Actually, I didn't, and I revealed that in the last segment, but that's where it came from. Mike, you know, I'm just fascinated by this. We were talking in the last segment about how things were done before this concept, Genomenon, came into being. And the fact that the old methods were really so rudimentary that you could barely scratch the surface. A very small percentage, if you're a provider or a scientist, of the existing data was available to you. Almost so small that it, it, was, not all, it was not really that meaningful. This changes the game. And I, I'm really interested in how it gets applied. So who are, the, who are your clients? I mean, is it a, is it a physician who's working with a, with a patient? Is it a a laboratory that's trying to find a cure for cancer, a certain kind of cancer. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so we work with, so our, our typical customer are genetic testing labs and medical academic centers. So some of the leading centers around the world, you think of St. Jude's Children's Hospital, Cincinnati's Children's Hospital, Rady's Children's Hospital, Mayo Clinic, some of the largest national reference labs like Ambry Genetics or Myriad Genetics. About a third of our customer base is actually worldwide. So Synlab, the largest genetic testing lab in Germany, VCGS, which is the largest genetic testing lab in Australia. So we work with labs that are either testing for cancer, molecular pathology labs, or genetic testing labs that are testing for rare diseases or genetic diseases. Okay. Um, so it, most of it's with, with in the laboratory setting or the academic setting. Um, how, how does it then get applied? Obviously, in the laboratory setting, they can pull that data for what they're actually doing, their real-life case study, their real-life um, you know, laboratory tests that they're doing and the you know, gene mapping that they're trying to achieve. Um, does it filter down to to the level of, you know, a diagnosis, you know, somebody trying to solve a provider trying to solve an issue. Yeah. And in fact, that's the, uh, the primary use cases for diagnosis or treatment decisions. So maybe helpful if I walked you through an example uh, of what Rady's Children's Hospital has been able to accomplish using Mastermind as a genomic search engine. So Rady's yeah, that'd be great. Rady's Children's Hospital is a leader in using uh, what's called next generation sequencing or NGS, uh, which is is using DNA sequencing to look at babies that are born with rare diseases that they cannot diagnose in any other way. And sometimes, uh, oftentimes, your genome is actually the key to solving these, these mysteries of what is, what is the problem with these babies. So um, in this particular case, this was about two and a half, three years ago, they had a, a newborn that was suffering from a dozen life-threatening seizures every single day. They could not diagnose in any way, so they decided to sequence the baby's DNA. When they got the sequence results back, they looked up in our competitor's database. I talked about HGMD. They found nothing. They did Google searches. They did Google Scholar searches. They found nothing. And it wasn't until they looked up the baby's mutations in our genomic search engine that they were able to connect one baby, one mutation that the baby had with a single research paper. And that research paper suggested that a, a, there was a nutritional defect 
associated with this mutation. When they supplemented the baby's diet, all the seizures stopped. That's, that's amazing. Um, amazing on many levels. It's, it's amazing that, you know, just, uh, I have my, my thoughts are swimming in my head. The fact that the baby, in this case, this infant, this, you know, uh, would not, there's almost no way they could have made that connection. There is no way they could have made that connection. It would have been pure luck had they tripped on that research paper. Um, and, you know, how many babies die or, you know, how many people die of diseases for that same reason? Just because the access to the information, the information is out there somewhere. It's just they can't get it. Um, that, that's, that's truly game-changing stuff. Yeah, and if you, when you're looking, especially in the, in the world of rare diseases, right, there are 7,000 rare diseases that are known today, over 400 million patients worldwide. So more patients suffer from rare diseases than cancer today on a worldwide basis. Uh, however, some, in some of these cases, you know, you may have a rare disease that only affects 1,000 or 10,000 people worldwide. The chances are that your doctor hasn't seen that before, right? And so these patients go on what's called the diagnostic odyssey. If they survive long enough, mm -hmm. spend seven years seeing doctor after doctor, getting test after test. And oftentimes the way to get that diagnosis is finding a needle in a haystack. And what we've been able to do with our search engine is we've been able to organize every needle, every haystack, and be able to put those needles at the fingertips of these doctors doing these diagnoses so that they can both diagnose and make therapeutic or treatment decisions that can enhance or save these children's lives. That's amazing work. We are up against the break again, unfortunately, but we are coming back. We've got more with Mike Klein. Do not go anywhere. Don't touch that dial, as they used to say. We're coming back right after this. You're listening to Bottom Line IT. 